If you're looking to wager on all the big games and sports, it's pretty easy with our friends from Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And hey, Major League Baseball has been uh, in full swing uh, this season, and so you can absolutely bet on those games, bet on the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, you name it. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Hey, look, it's super easy to get started. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and anywhere else you get podcasts on your smartphone device. Make sure you do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review for the program. Those things help an awful lot. We are brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Brewerton Ace Hardware, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and our great friends over at the Syracuse Fitness Store. Top-notch workout equipment. It's there at the Syracuse Fitness Store, Erie Boulevard. If you're in and around Central New York, make sure you stop by the Syracuse Fitness Store. A huge tip of the cap thank you as well to the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Camillus Golf Club, and the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform. You know, the 2022 New York Yankees, there is no difference than last year, the year before that, the year before that. I warn people going in, I keep trying to, and, I, and look, I, I'm hearing all sorts of stuff right on social media, right? Like, oh, it's early in the season, and but but it is, but it isn't. Um, this is the identity of this team. This is the DNA of this team. This is the makeup of this team. This is how they are built. Now, look, I do still think it's a better team than last year, which <laughs> right now doesn't really say a lot. And I'm recording this coming off of just a horrendous loss to the Baltimore Orioles, which I'll get to in a minute in extra innings. Um, but, and look, I, you know, I don't know what they're going to do the rest of the, the, the series, um, but I, I wanted to, uh, you know, quickly um, just get on and, and start the week off with a podcast on the Yankees. Uh, I'm recording this uh, before the, the two games are, are completed. Um, and so, uh, or the rest of the games are completed in the series, I should say. Um, so I, I wanted to get into that extra inning loss and just absolutely how pathetic uh, that was and also just kind of explain to people that, like, you know, I'm sorry, but even though they're a better team than last year, um, this is still a team that is coddled by their manager, right? They are run by the most overrated general manager in all of baseball in Brian Cashman. They are run and owned by a horrendous, apathetic uh, Hal Steinbrenner, who is nowhere near his father and and doesn't care to be. He doesn't care to win. He doesn't care 
um, you know, about getting the best right players. Uh, he limits payroll on one occasion, but then allows payroll to jump up for guys who just don't deserve any kind of money that they give them. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a mess. And until Hale Steinbrenner, really ultimately, as much as I can't stand Aaron Boone and Ryan Cashman, um, Hale Steinbrenner is the one who, uh, un- until he sells the team or cares about the product, at which point he'll not renew Brian Cashman after this year or he'll fire him down the line and get rid of Aaron Boone at the same time um, or the new baseball ops guy can get rid of Boone. I don't care how it happens. It's got to happen. Nothing is going to change. Uh, I would fully expect the Yankees, and they just gave Aaron Boone that extension. Um, He's a puppet. He's a coddler. Uh, He's like the cool uncle. Um, He's the guy who gives you a 10th place trophy. Um, he, he, he's, he's so, um, so anti what I want and look for in a manager. And, and I'll be the first to say that I was dead wrong for the most part uh, about this guy, because I thought when they hired Aaron Boone, I thought that the Yankees, you know, got a guy who could really relate to people, could relate to the market, had a little bit of a hunger inside him. I don't see any of that hunger. I don't see any of it. And the relationship to the market and the fans and all the rest, you know, he played in New York, um, but by the same token, Aaron Boone is just, he's been haunting the Yankees for years because Aaron Boone, way before he was manager, despite hitting the 2003 ALCS you know, home run against Boston, 11th inning uh, off Tim Wakefield, despite doing that, uh, Aaron Boone shortly after that plays basketball, tears his ACL, and that allows the Yankees to stupidly go trade for Alex Rodriguez. So Aaron Boone has technically been just absolutely frying the Yankees franchise for, you know, the better part of, uh, what, 18 years, you know, 18, 19 years. And now as a manager, he's just totally clueless. Um, and again, it's it's one domino to the next to the next. Until Hale Steinbrenner sells the team, none of this is going to matter. Um, if he's not going to sell the team, or again, he could he could keep the team in care, uh, and, and get rid of Cashman, uh, but I fully expect him to give Brian Cashman, a, 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 you know, a new deal at the end of this contract, you know, and that means that Hal and Boone and Cashman are going to be there, and nothing's going to change. This team, after the first week of the season, um, you know, wh- what have we learned? Yeah, I think that they're a little bit of a better you know, a better team than last year from the standpoint that they are, um, you know, a, a better uh, defensive team. Um, the contact hitting, I thought, would be there this early, at least, you know, it, the first week, yeah, I guess the first series against the Red Sox, it showed, you know, they took two out of three. Uh, they blew that Sunday night game, um, but they still took two or three, and I think an opening, you know, day with, with the makeup there. It was supposed to be on Thursday. They played it on Friday. Um you know, I think when you look at the the Red Sox in, in in that game with the Yankees, you know, having constantly battling back and all that, um, you know, Josh Donaldson gets the, the you know the game winning hit in the RBI, and you're like, wow, okay, contact, cool, like they didn't have to hit a home run, right? And they were balancing, you know, base hits and certain things the other way, uh, hitting, and um, you know, we've seen some differences there, but then yet again, uh, the contact doesn't seem to matter. Um, when you can't hit with runners in scoring position, okay? It, it just, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, 
uh, it's just brutal. And let me read you, let me read you some numbers, <laughs> okay? As I record this, with a couple of games left to go uh, in this series against against Baltimore, okay, the New York Yankees are, okay, the following. They have scored 25 runs tied for their fewest through eight games over the last 30 seasons. Had 25 in 2008, if you remember, that was the last season of the old Yankee Stadium. They missed the postseason. Yankees' lowest batting average with runners in scoring position this season, okay, they have the fourth worst average with runners in scoring position with a $258 million payroll. The teams that are ahead of them, Orioles, Diamondbacks, stunningly Blue Jays, then Yankees, and then Marlins. I mean, these are not proud stats. You're not going to write home about any of these things, right? Yankees in extra inning games since 2021. They're 1-4 against Baltimore. They're 10-5 and five against the rest of Major League Baseball. Okay. Now, the pitching has been pretty good. The 2.49 team ERA is their best through the first seven games of a season since 2002 when they had a 2.18 ERA. So there are there are some some major signs in the, you know, in the staff. And again, the narrative that I've been speaking about, I still don't think they have enough pitching because what people miss and what they get caught up in uh, is believing that the pitching staff with you know oh, the overall team ERA and uh, uh, certain analytic numbers, um, but the problem is when you have guys who are only going four or five innings and they're doing it against half of an American League that's not really good, uh, those numbers will balance themselves out. Baltimore is a terrible team. The Red Sox and the Blue Jays have formidable lineups, so those were impressive pitching outings by the Yankees. I mean, they split against Toronto. It felt like they lost 3-4 or four to Toronto, though, didn't it? I mean, my God. They got shut out, then they shut the Blue Jays out, then they lose 6-4, then they shut out the Blue Jays the next day. And it, I mean, the pitching in the bullpen. I mean, the pitching in the bullpen, um, you know, basically tied the series, you know, 2-2. Um, I think maybe it was because that one game where Vlad Jr. just went off, right? I mean, the three homers, the double... Um, you know, snared, snared that line shot to end the game. Um, you know, he, he's, um, he's unbelievable. He had a bloodied hand, right? And, and so, um, but I think eventually the starting pitching will be, um, you know, a, a, a suspect. Uh, you know somebody's going to get injured. I don't know who's going to get hurt, but somebody is going to get injured. It's going to be Severino. It'll be uh, Jamison Tyone. It, it'll be somebody. Trust me. Uh, somebody's going to get hurt. There's no doubt about it. You know, Jordan Montgomery will go down. Uh, something will happen because it always happens, right? Um, and Garrett Cole has been probably the worst pitcher of the bunch, which is unbelievable, right? But, like, how much can you really count on Nestor Cortez? And, frankly, um, you know, he, he, he here's the thing with Nestor. Here's the thing. He's got balls of steel. He gets after it. He wants to be there. He loves being a Yankee. Those things are all nice. But again, Nestor Cortez in a big spot. Even if he pitches well, he's giving you no more than four or five innings. This is how it goes. And most of these guys aren't giving the Yankees anything more than that as well. I mean, look at some of the games that they have had already, right? I mean, the first game of the year against Boston, Garrett Cole was horrible. He was absolutely, positively horrible. And the Yankees bailed him out. They kept coming back. 
right? I mean, they're 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 uh, they're tied. I'm trying to think of the. Um, they're tied. Uh, let's see, tenth inning. Uh, they each scored a run. Um, you know, eleventh inning, the Yankees get you know the Donaldson RBI, but Garrett Cole was just he just wasn't good. You know, I mean, he really wasn't. And you know, the Yankees again keep coming back, keep keep coming back. He pitched four innings. Now I've heard a lot about, and the argument is the same for Clayton Kershaw with him in the in in the sense that oh well you know Clayton Kershaw um was pulled out of a perfect game and those who agree with it 80 pitches 13 strikeouts 7 innings pitched those who agree with it are defending it because they're saying look Kershaw he just came off of that bad injury last year that kept him out of the postseason uh it's early in the year right you need him for October and also this one's my favorite the spring was short. Guys can't throw an entire game. Wow. You know, normal spring trainings, pitchers on average in Major League Baseball, they only throw four to six innings anyways. Garrett Cole gives you four innings against your main rival, your chief rival, your long-standing 100-year-or-so rival. He gives you four innings on opening day at home. And it was amazing because... Just like the loss to Baltimore, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, just like the loss to Baltimore, the victory over the Red Sox had whining after it as well. Garrett Cole. Well, I was a little out of sorts because the opening ceremonies, the opening festivities of opening day, um, you know, went a little bit longer. And have your stupid manager and you go up to the umpire and say, um, can I have a couple extra minutes to warm up? Duh. Baseball 101, man. Instead, Cole complained about it, right? And, and of course, can only go four innings, gives up three runs, and was horrific, gave up a home run as well. And then the Yankee bullpen, Green, Holmes, Castro, Loisaga, Peralta, Chapman, King. They had to use seven relievers in the first game. Seven, okay? For a team that is playing, if you look at the schedule <laughs> to start the year, the Yankees are playing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 days in a row before they get a day off. Now, again, they had the rain out on April 7th, but since then they played every day. And as I record this, just coming off Jackie Robinson Day and losing to the Orioles, they still have two more games to go. And But again, I wanted to get a podcast out there on the Yankees because I just don't think anything really has changed. I think that they're a little bit of a better team, but yet by the same token, one of those things that I believed in in terms of having them be a better team, is the better contact hitting lineup, which Donaldson proved game one. Some others have proved at times. DJ LeMahieu's got to be in the lineup every day, which, by the way, getting benched and having Aaron Hicks in there, and I know I'm going to hear a lot of, you know, from social media people because Twitter just never ends. It's just what a cesspool, what a horrible environment. Um, you know, Yankee Twitter might be the worst out there. Uh, but it's, well, Aaron Hicks is leading the team in hitting. Aaron Hicks is... Yeah, so are we going to put him in, uh, you know, Monument Park, by the way, because he's played a full week healthy? Is, is he going to get his number retired and then, you know, get a plaque? You know, because that's what we do these days, right? We, you don't accomplish anything, especially in a Yankee uniform these days, and mediocrity, 10th place trophy, right? Like everybody gets a Sunday, right? Finish 15th place, give him, give him something. You got to give him something, <laughs> 
Um, so it, it's mind-boggling. Um, it really is. And, and Aaron Hicks in the game against Baltimore on, on, on Friday, um, he just, you know, he, one of the biggest spots early in the game. You know, I think it was, I think it was double digit uh, or uh, double digit bases loaded, and Aaron Hicks could have put a real dent into, um, you know, the Orioles. He 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 really, I mean, he could have taken the game over. Double play, you know, that's the other thing. The Yankees are still hitting into double plays left and right. And I don't want to hear about oh, we miss Gary Sanchez. Come on, Gary Sanchez would be hitting into double plays. He'd be calling bad games. He'd let you know pass balls by him. Uh, he'd be lazy as hell. He'd barely running to first base. The guy's a complete clown. And I'm glad that he's gone. He would have just added to this, you know. But the 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 reality is, the Yankees have a bunch of players, a bunch of hitters, who just cannot get a hit when it matters with two outs. They cannot get a hit when it matters, um, you know, with with one out and one on. You know, they just they just can't, they just cannot do it. They just can't do it. And if you look at the game that they lost against the Orioles. You have a situation where they were two for eleven with runners in scoring position. They left eight guys on base, two double plays grounded into by Hicks and Kiner Falefa. Who, by the way, Kiner Falefa is awful offensively. He is horrible. Now, we thought maybe right he's gonna be better defensively and all the rest, and that's fine. You know that's fine, um, because again, if if you're if you're better up the middle defensively and other people can carry the load, okay. Like Higashioka is, despite the fact that I can't stand Sanchez, he's not as good as Sanchez offensively. Even when Sanchez has bad years, he still goes through those stretches where he might hit you know four or five home runs in a week. Higashioka is just not doing that, right? Um, you have a situation with Kiner Falefa who just he just he looks like a lost puppy at the plate. Um, and really defensively, I mean, this is a transferred third baseman, right? I mean, it was. I mean, I think at the beginning of the year, it was, wow, they have a true shortstop, you know, move Glaber Torres a second or, you know, bring him off the bench when he's, you know, not starting, whatever. Man, that kind of, finally, they got a true shortstop. But he's really not. Um, he's okay there, but he's not a true shortstop. He's not Derek Jeter. He's not Kel Ripken Jr. And again, I know those guys are Hall of Famers, Ozzy Smith, but, but a true, real shortstop. Okay, he's just not. And... You look at this lineup, and there's just holes all over the place, right? I mean, you know, everybody, like, slurps Anthony Rizzo. He's hitting 214 as I record this. Left two guys on base against Baltimore. Come on. On Friday, Jackie Robinson Day. Um, Josh Donaldson's hitting below 200 as I record this. Joey Gallo is pathetic. Strikes out all the time. That's all he does. Leaves guys on base, strikes out all the time. Uh, Glaber Torres is a disaster. Uh, two, two things on him. Blame I blame him for um, just declining and just being not a very good baseball player. Uh, and the other thing is the Yankees completely ruined him a couple of years ago, right? I mean, when the Yankees, we thought that they were on the right track, and then they ended up, you know, trading for John Carlos Stanton. Although I got to tell you, John Carlos Stanton this year, and at the end of last year, and certainly in the postseason last year, this is not on Stanton. He is doing everything he can. He had three hits in that bad loss on Friday against against Baltimore, right? Now, he had two strikeouts, but three hits, and he's hitting 300. He's hitting for average and power. He's hitting the ball up the middle. He's finding space. Um, he's gone the other way a couple times. He's played a very good right field. So I cannot get on John Carlos Stanton. Even though I don't love him as a player, I don't. I certainly don't love the contract. Uh, and I thought that the Yankees were, you know, building up the farm and all the rest, and then all of a sudden, boom, they just trade um, for Stanton. Um, 
you know, I thought maybe Cashman had it figured out, but one of those guys who they got in the Araldus Chapman deal with the Cubs, uh, they end up signing Chapman back, of course, and that's been a disaster. Uh, more on him in a minute as well. Uh, but you have Gleyber Torres, and, you know, you have just this prospect, this unbelievable um, guy who you think is going to be a, a, a terrific Yankee for seven to ten years. He's going to be right there with Judge and, at the time, Sanchez. And, well, he's just nothing now. He's horrible. They put him at shortstop. They ruined his psyche. You're right, the launch angle, uppercut swing, he's not made for that. They tried that with him. Look at look at him now. He, I mean, he, there's nothing to Glaber Torres that shows you anything about being a cornerstone franchise player. Nothing. He's completely and utterly just disappeared. It's brutal. And then you have, I mean, Higashioka can't hit. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of crap in this lineup. Aaron Hicks, as I record this, is hitting 300, but he left three guys on base. And please get ready for Aaron Hicks. He will go through his swoon. He will be down below. Mark it down right now. He, one of two things will, will happen by May. He will be an under 200 hitter, or he will be injured. One of those two things will happen. I'm happy to eat the crow. If it doesn't, uh, if he, look, if, if he's in a position where those two things aren't true by May, well, then by June they will be, right? I mean, it's, it's just, it's inevitable with Aaron Hicks. It just, it just is. Okay, Araldus Chapman in the game against Baltimore, right? He was laboring. He was awful. Um, you know, he came in. Obviously, he came into a tough situation. I understand that. But at the end of the day, he gets, you know, one huge strikeout. You have two outs, full count. And Araldus Chapman, who has arguably the, the fastest fastball in baseball, I mean, he throws between 100 and 104 regularly. Araldus Chapman elects to go with a breaking pitch to try and get the final strike. And it's high and outside by, what, two inches. And the Orioles win the game on a walk-off, and that's it. And Aaron Boone goes and starts bitching at the umpire, which is hilarious, right? I mean, it's just absolutely hilarious that, again, no accountability on this baseball team. None. They have no accountability. Instead of just being like, oh, you know what? That pitch was high and outside. We're not playing well. I'm the manager of the team. We need to get this thing started in in the right direction. We're a 500 team. That was a bad loss for us against Baltimore. We have huge expectations. We have huge goals. We need to be better. And that was a pitch that was outside and high. Even when he went back to his office and probably looked at the pitch a few times before he addressed the media... Any any anybody knows that that is an outside pitch. Anybody knows that that is a ball. But Aaron Boone, because he's such a pansy, you know, refuses to go up to a microphone. And go, hey, I was wrong. <laughs> you know, that was a ball. Araldus needs to throw a fastball there so we can get out of the inning because that's his best pitch. And then we got to go try to score in the top of what was it? The top of the twelfth. At that point, it would have been right. But no, no, he doesn't do that. And then you have other guys in the clubhouse who, you know, are, are really following Boone's lead with the mediocrity and the comments like DJ LeMahieu, and I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, this, this wasn't our best effort. Um, or, you know, we, we really grinded it out out there. 
right? I, that that was a you know that that's been a big thing, right? Like tonight just wasn't our night. I love I love those. I love those. Tonight just wasn't our night. You know, this isn't who we are. All the talk. We probably just need one to break it open and get it going," said first baseman Anthony Rizzo. Throughout this early start, we've given ourselves a couple of looks a night. I think once we capitalize on a couple, it's just contagious. Oh, yeah? Well, where is it? This is my favorite one, DJ LeMahieu. I don't really care who it is. We need to get wins. I feel like we're hyped up and ready to go at home, and to come here, we can't let our guard down. We just need to keep going and get wins. Got it. Um, you know, LeMahieu, you know, this, this isn't us. Um... You know, we're good. I don't think we've played to our capabilities yet. That was a good one. But we're getting there. You are? Wow. That's news to me. You're getting there? Really? To your to, to play to your capabilities. You just lost an extra inning game as I record this to Baltimore. You went eleven and eight against the Orioles last year. You can yell and scream about the Yankees didn't win the division because A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No. There's one letter that comes up first. And that is that they lost to the Orioles eight times. And if they had won against the Orioles the way the Rays had or anybody else in the division, it's a good chance the Yankees would have won the ALEs last year. Instead, they're you know renegated down to uh, you know the wild card. They lose and the season's over in a you know snap of a finger. Right? This team is a joke. There is no accountability. Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone. You name it, there's none. And when you read quotes like this, I don't think we played to our capabilities yet, but we're getting there. That is so, like, just 10th place trophy, it isn't even funny, right? Oh, well, you know, Rizzo, I thought I had a good jump. The ball just hopped up and hit me. I was kind of like, how'd that happen? Yeah, that's right. That's right. The Yankees would have had another man aboard until the 10th. Wouldn't have another one on board, aboard until the 10th. We went through a little bit of a, you know, scoring uh, or, or, or I guess on base uh, drought there. Um, and they threatened for a lot in the sixth. Aaron Hicks hits into the bases loaded inning ending double play. They wouldn't have another man aboard until the 10th. And Hicks goes to second base. You know the, the the automatic runner, the ghost runner, the you know Rod Manford fake you know, pretend baseball, and they wouldn't put another hit in the books until the eleventh. Stanton smashed a ground ball to third and clipped Rizzo in the foot. Right, I mean you can't make up the stupidity and the idiocy of this baseball team when the game is on the line against any opponent. I don't care who it is, Toronto, Baltimore, right, Boston. National League teams, whoever. I mean, Rizzo, it hits him in the foot. I mean, the second that you see that ball hit, you don't run because it's Stanton. It, it's a very hard-hit ball. You need to wait. He didn't wait. He ran. He gets hit. He gets a race from the base bats. Then Joey Gallo hits a ball like three inches, and he's done. He's tagged out, and that's it, right? I thought I had a good jump, Rizzo said. The ball just hopped up and hit me. I was kind of like, how'd that happen? <laughs> it happened because you're a moron. It happened because on the base pass, you suck. And this team is terrible. And there's no end in sight. 
There's no end in sight. I don't feel anything about this team moving forward. I don't feel good about this team. You know, I know it's April. I know it's early, but I don't feel good about them. Um, I'm going to wrap up the pro, uh, the program next. Before I do that, I'm going to give you guys a message from myhottub.com and our great friends at Carvel of North Syracuse. Spring has sprung, so make a splash with a new spa from myhottub.com. Choose from over 50 spas in stock, new inventory weekly, and prices slash to move fast. Don't let April's showers keep you from a new spa. Visit their huge showroom in Destiny, USA, and ask about their 48-month 0% financing option for credit-qualified buyers. Treat yourself with a new spa from myhottub.com. Don't just take our word for it. See for yourself at Destiny USA. Hurry, these spas won't last. It's officially ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their bunny and egg-shaped cakes, along with a four-pack of hip-hop bunnies. Everything at Carvel of North Syracuse is made fresh, so no matter what kind of treat or design you want, they make it happen. Carvel is open seven days a week. Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and open Easter Sunday. So go get your bunny and egg cakes, or those four packs of hip-hop bunnies. All right, the ML Sports Platter back with you, brought to you by Bowers & Company, CPAs, Stanley Law Offices, and Tiny Bubbles Laundromat. Make sure you stop in and around Central New York, Fulton, Liverpool, East Syracuse, the PayRange mobile app. You can wash, dry, and fold laundry for only a dollar a pound. Tiny Bubbles Laundromat, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. So really, like, nothing is going to change. That's the bottom line with this team, because what what, what should any of us feel good about? Right? Because the pitching has been, the starting pitching in the bullpen have been obviously uh, really, really good for the most part. But eventually, again, somebody will get hurt. Uh, the starting pitching will get tattooed over the course of a couple weeks. A lot of the starters will go short in games. They can't go past four, can't go past five, can't go past six, right? Um, and so that'll tax a bullpen. And then both will come back down to earth. So I just don't, I just don't feel good about that scenario, right? Um, and look, up until this point, Miguel Castro has been great, right? Uh, uh, Chad Green has been fine. Um, you know, they've had, you know, a, a great outing starting pitching wise from, you know, guys like Tyone and Severino. Um, so those guys, Michael King's been great up until this point. I get it. You know, uh, Loisaga has been kind of up and down. Um, for as good as he can be, and I know he had the injury last year, which really slowed him. Um, he's 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 kind of up and down, right? This guy, I mean, he, he really is. Um, so I just don't know how long the pitching can hold up. I don't know uh, if the bullpen can save him because of that, and then I just don't have confidence really in any of these guys. A full lineup uh, hitting with runners in scoring position putting the ball in play when it matters, two out singles, I just don't. I mean, Higashioka, Trevino, Marwin Gonzalez, Kiner Falefa, uh, Glaber's awful, Gallo's a joke, Aaron Hicks, as I mentioned, will be hurt soon or dip below 200. He'll go through one of his awful slumps where he goes like two for 41. I just don't feel good about this team at all. And I picked them to win a wild card this year. And you're seeing the first week of the season why I did that. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter. As we head on out of here, I have a quick message from our great, great friends over at Credit Karma. Planning ahead for a big expense? Don't put those car repairs or medical bills on a high-interest credit card. 
Credit Karma can help you look for a low-interest personal loan that could save you money while you pay off your purchase. If you're ready to apply, head on over to creditkarma.com slash loanoffers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loanoffers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loanoffers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter. You can hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and be on the lookout for all of my ML Sports Take videos across TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, IGTV, Instagram, and YouTube. And of course, you can visit PinstripePassion.com for more Yankees coverage, for more baseball coverage. We are presented by our great friends at Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. A big tip of the cap thank you as well to Ken's Auto Detailing, the Allen Angus Pub, Burton Ace Hardware, and our terrific friend Matt Graham at State Farm. Get a free rate quote today from Matt, home, auto, loan, uh, business, whatever you might need. He can help you out. He's got the top-notch insurance. I'm super happy with the plan that I have. He just signed up, actually, a a friend of mine and a couple of plans, and they're saving a bunch of money. So just give it a shot, SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. If you are in and around central New York or the great state of New York, have Matt Graham from State Farm put together a free rate quote for you. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.